In episode 12 of Convergence, we review a YouTube video with one and a quarter million views that we've somehow never seen before. Would you take a stand-up course? It turns out yoga works, and Brendan has a name for his programme. I want to talk to you about your wedding video. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's great. What did you think? Uh, it was beautiful. I mean, of course I did. Um, <laughs> and I loved yours's vows. Um, there was a moment where uh, your uh, efficient, efficient, that's not the word, celebrant said, um, yeah. I, and I, I always have this, it's in my head now, but like, the celeb- uh, the celebrant said, um, and uh, Margaret and Brendan have written their own vows. And in my head, I, I always autocomplete that with, because of course they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were beautiful. They were lovely. And so... Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, so, uh, just the just oh hearing the hearing the delivery hearing the emotion in you as you uh, as you delivered you know your and it was uh, the, the in poetry um, <laughs> yeah it kind of it just kind of turned into that i, I wasn't going on in with that intention but i mean my, my like m- magnet and and mags and then and and dove and it was oh. <laughs> yeah yeah those were all nicknames that i i Use for use with her uh, at least at that time, and I really wanted to focus on uh, uh, the repetition of you talking to her. Like, um, I knew, I knew before. Like, I, that just kind of resonated as something that was going to be really important to her, and and so therefore important to me. Um, and Mags's friend, I, it was it was interesting. Hearing Mags's friend recount the story of the Game of Thrones night because I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember us having that conversation over text, mm-hmm. um, and you organising that and getting some friends, and then uh, yeah, hearing it from the other side of just like no, just keep driving. <laughs> yeah, was amazing. <laughs> Dating apps can be freaking scary. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed, I think it was uh, the father-in-law, I think it was uh, Margaret's dad. Um, yeah, Jeff, doing, yeah, Giving his speech. I just, I, I, as soon as he started speaking, I was like, oh, he's he's spoken before. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a confident speaker who like sounds like Tim Cook a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, it does. And uh, yeah, like there's a confidence in, in that man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, the dances and you two walking in the... Uh, in the field, you know, hand in hand and just laughing and talking. And uh, it was beautiful. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Super fun to put together. Oh, my God. What I had great footage to work with. <laughs> I'm so glad you watched it. And thanks for, thanks for telling me. Thank you for sending it. It was, uh, it was a thing of, thing of beauty. Um, so you've got things then. I do. I do. Um, man, where to start again? Uh I want to actually, uh, off the bat, reiterate that uh, you, the listener, can reach out to us at convergencepod at iCloud.com. We'd love to to hear from you. And uh, also let us know if we can read your message or use your name on the pod when you email us. Um, Because, you know, we say a lot of things and it'd be great to, uh, uh, you know, like my mantra says, be corrected if I'm wrong, but also, um, you know, just see what's resonating for, for you and, uh, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, uh, just a short little thing. I have a parody for you. In just one week, I'll be at the retreat. I'll hold my hands in prayer. Won't say anything. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 perfect. Um. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was um. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I was like, isn't Brendan going on his retreat soon? Yeah, we'll be able to record uh, right before I go, uh, and then uh, and then I'll be gone for for three days with complete silence. E- e- <laughs> how, how do you feel? How do you feel? <laughs> I've uh, I've done some practicing. Uh, it's pretty hard in this in this society to uh, to really get away for any length of period of time. <laughs> but I've been trying. Um, I think I'll do okay. I'm definitely going to cry a lot. Um, left alone with my own thoughts and feelings and stuff. Um, but I'm pretty excited for it. I remember being a kid, I was probably four and just deciding, I mean, now, geez, now if, if, if I did this, I would probably be called an elective mute and there would be a whole thing about it. Um, Anna, if you're listening, you might identify with that. She's painter <laughs> of the show. Um, and um, yes, but I, yeah, I, I lasted like two minutes, not because <laughs> I wanted to speak so much, but because I was frustrated because I couldn't make myself, uh, I couldn't communicate. I, I, I was trying using my hands and using stuff. And all I wanted to do was just try and not talk for a bit. Uh, and, and I couldn't, yeah, I just got too frustrated. And I was like, oh, I ended up having to speak. <laughs> do, you, do you have a regular meditation practice? No, I used to. Um, and as I've been thinking more about routines and I've got, a routine that's working for me at the moment. One part of that that isn't in there is any kind of meditation. Um, it would be, it feels like it would be a good thing to do as part of a wind down um, pre bed routine. That feels like it would probably be a, a good, a good deployment. Yeah. A lot of people like either right before or right after bed. <laughs> Yeah, I've traditionally been um, right after bed, um, but at the moment my my morning routine is pretty full. Yeah, um, and so I think yes, I could I could stand to uh, to do something just before bed. I uh, I had a pretty good one for a while, but then my my routine got shifted and shaken up, and I haven't found the right spot to put it back in yet. I used to. Uh, I have a, have an infrared, in, I have an infrared sauna in my uh, on my back deck, and I used to just uh, meditate in there, just while I'm getting nice little toasty warm. Um, practice that, but uh, I haven't been in there as much. It's harder in winter because it's actually outside, but it's an indoor sauna, so it's not like super insulated, and so it takes forever to heat up, and it doesn't get super hot in the winter. So. And we're about to hit, we're about to have a major cool down storm over the next, over this weekend. So, oh, speaking of meditation, um, I have, I, I have a little, uh, uh, a treat for the listener, uh, and for you and for me. Um, I, <laughs> I performed a meditation. I, I read a meditation. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the right verb there, but yeah, uh, 
and I recorded it and I would like to, you know, we could either drop it at the end of the episode or on its own episode or, or however that works best. But, uh, I didn't write it, but I, I performed it and it's about 20 minutes long and it's just this guided thing. That's, um, I think pretty sweet. It's one of my favorite meditations. It, uh, it has you go through your body, uh, and feel where it might be feeling some negative feelings. And then you contrast that with where you might be feeling some positive feelings. And every time it gets to that part of the meditation for me, I'm always kind of surprised by it and delighted. I'm like, Oh yeah. Good feelings. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, that feels good. Oh, wow. So, um, uh, I hope it delights uh, you and the listener just as much. Nice. Well, th- yeah, we um, we will we will place that. Um, did you do any? Because I've been thinking about this as well. Thinking about you know preparing meditations. Uh, I have my little keyboard here. Did you do any kind of music? No, it's silent. It's um, it's just me speaking. Well, it has a uh, it has a a bell at the beginning. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause I've been thinking about, um, doing stuff and then wondering about whether to put a little bit of, uh, nice bit of synth or something behind it. Um, lovely music choices, by the way, uh, in the video. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's the first time in a long while since I've heard that, um, that first track, uh, by... Is it Bright Eyes? Yes. No. Yes, it is. It's Bright Eyes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I, I'm glad I knew. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you knew. Um, my, yeah, my friend um, years ago clued me in to, um, to Bright Eyes. And he, he has this interesting delivery where so much of his songs sound, so much of his songs, so many of his songs <laughs> sound like he's close to tears. And he's just got, you know, there's a character of his voice and the the strain that he puts on it that you you sort of, you really feel a sense of vulnerability in them. Um, and uh, yeah, because I started listening to Willie Mason and I think they had, there was some sort of story involving the two and that's why my friend uh, recommended him. And um, yeah, very good. It was, yeah, it's been a long while since, because, um, oh yeah, oh, oh, there's some some songs on that first <laughs> album. I, oh, anyway, that's that's for, uh, for another day. <laughs> that's wonderful. Speaking of, uh, of of sharing songs, you shared a song with me uh, called High Ren, and that was phenomenal. Whoa. So give me the, give me the story. How did this come about, and, and what's what's up with that? It's one of the lovely things, one of the reasons I will defend the use of TikTok. Okay, there you go. Because uh, this just came up in the algorithm, and it was, uh, I think it might have been like a fan channel uh, and so it actually took me a while because I'd never heard of this this person, um, and so I didn't. And they, in true TikTok fashion, and this is this is a discussion that we'll have at some point, and I've got to get into because it's just it's fascinating but also frustrating that we are erasing provenance. We are um, the web was has been built for for years. Was built on you link to me. I link to that thing that I that I quoted and it goes all the way down. And so we've got a chain of if I borrowed an idea from you, the culture says I link to the original idea. And if that idea borrowed from something else, they link to it. And you can always follow an idea down, and that's provenance. Um or, you know, yeah. Um and so 
it it took a, a, a just a, a momentary Google to be able to find this uh, this full thing because all I all I saw was uh, a brief moment of this and, and I thought it was it was sounded incredible uh, and then you watch the full video and of course it is linked in the show notes um, and it is um, I'm glad you get it because you're one of my earnest friends because mm-hmm. um, I sent it to some of my uh, less earnest friends. Um, <laughs> And there's not been a single, there's not been a reply from any of them. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> because they're absolute monsters. <laughs> um, they, they resonate with one side and not the other of the... Uh... <laughs> you should be so lucky having me inside you to guide you, remind you, to manage expectations, provide you perspective. That thing you neglected, I get it. You want to be a big deal. Next Jimi Hendrix, forget it. Man, it's not like that. Man, it's just like that. I'm inside you, you twat. No, it's not, man. You're wrong. When I write, I belong. Let me break the fourth wall by acknowledging this song. Ren sits down, has a stroke of genius. He wants to write a song that was not done previous. A battle with his subconscious. Eminem did it. Played on guitar. Plan B did it. Man, you're not original. You criminal rip off artist. The pinnacle of your success is stealing other people's material. How can you not be in some way moved by this? Affected by it? Just the skill alone. You know, even if, if you just wanted to... To just look at it from a from a you know raw skill perspective, Te- yeah, the technique and and you know, um, and 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 just the performance and all that kind of stuff. But then the meaning behind it, you know, it, it was, and and the the way he crafts a story out of this piece, I think, arguably, I could have done without the bit at the end. Um, I think that maybe was a hat on a hat, but the just the introspection and the fourth wall breaking about the introspection. So you listener may have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. It's a video called Hi Ren. Um, watch it immediately uh, and then resume this this episode and it will make a lot more sense. Um, but it is essentially a man having a golem schmeagle back and forth with himself. While playing acoustic guitar in an insane asylum. While playing acoustic guitar and rapping in this incredibly intricate manner. Um... And then it turns out he can sing as well. He's, you know, he's, he can carry mm-hmm. a tune. And yodel. And, and yodel. And yodel. Um, <laughs> I haven't really watched much uh, else, although there's a couple of things that have, again, popped up on TikTok that are quite good, actually, of his. Um, so he's, you know, clearly a talented man. And this video has had several million views. Um, so it's not a hidden gem. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things of the internet, really, that you can have these pockets that can go really, really deep, but can be very, very narrow. Um and it just it seems to be one of those um but it, yeah when we are looking at ourselves looking at creativity looking at what it means to show up looking at the things about ourselves that we don't love or that we want to change or that we want to hold that we want to look after that we want to banish all these different things that sort of um it's worth watching the video for for that alone to kind of get a sense of what that tumult can feel like yeah my first thought when he walked out was uh... Is this a young Thomas Shelby? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think man, man's watched some man's watched some Peaky Blinders by the looks of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was it was it was a great look. Uh, it's just kind of like, whoa, what am I watching? Um, and man, I I I don't even know where to begin about the actual uh, music and and caliber, like just. <clears throat> the introspection, the the self analysis, I I love that stuff. That's just uh, the performance of the back and forth was exquisite. His facial expressions, his his mannerisms, um, the dude 
the dude can either act like nobody's business or is very familiar with his subject matter. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm, uh, I think a, a mixture of both. And uh, it, I loved, I loved how <clears throat> even the, the, um, the, the, the negative voice, the, uh, the dark wolf coming out, like the, the golem. He, yeah. He had, he had some good, he had some legit things to say. Yes. Like some legit criticisms and, and observations of society and, and oppressions and other things. And I was like, that's how it gets you. You know, it uses that kernel <laughs> of truth and then twists it. And it's, it was really a, like a beautiful articulation. I think of, of how insidious that inner voice, that inner critic can be. And, you know, always wanting to take a person down. And I feel like, you know, in, in, in the video and the music and the song, it's, it's shown to an extreme where, you know, it's, it's in this psychosis um, state, but I feel like anyone could relate. Anyone who's ever called themselves an idiot in their head can relate to at least a kernel of it. And, and that makes it approachable and that makes it that much more beautiful. Um, it reminded me of something that I've been thinking a lot about over the past couple of years and has, has become a little bit more front of mind after reading Shaman Durek's book, um, where the, the media that we consume, uh, songs, uh, um, movies and TV shows and everything, uh, so much affects our mental state. And, uh, something that I've been trying to do over the past couple of years is, is listen to a lot more positive music. When I was in high school, uh, I was not listening to positive music. It was a lot of angry at your father kind of music. And, you know, that's where I was at the time. But, um, are you, are you trying to tell me that your CD changer was full of singers that are mad at their dad? Oh yeah. Like Papa Roach and Bayside and yeah, a a bunch of stuff like that. Please acknowledge that reference, Brenda, before we move on, please acknowledge that reference. I, uh, I don't know it. No, I don't know what you mean. What what's that reference? It's on? from um oh what was the band? But it's from the song Girl All the Bad Guys Won. Okay, I know that one. Girl All the Bad Guys uh, uh Boing for Soup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um it's um what's the what's the the second bit? But it's yeah, her CD changes full of singers that I'm are mad, mad at, at their, their dad. dad. She says she'd like to smoke a reefer at a forty. Yeah. Okay, anyway. yeah. No, I my my brain did not catch up on that, but that is no. beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway yes teenage yeah. teenage brendan yeah i just was playing a, a playlist from from songs that uh were like really old in my library and, and stuff i used to listen to a lot but it was but i rated it highly because I, I used to use the star ratings in itunes a lot and up came a song do you know the band rooney r-o-o-n-e-y i don't think so and they have a song that goes i'm a terrible person I'm a terrible person. And it's, uh, it goes on to like, he just kind of describes how he, um, he's just kind of a dick to his girlfriend. He reads his diary, he reads her diary and tells all his friends and they laugh about it and, and high five and stuff. And it's like, uh, I, I was just thinking about the, what the repetition of me singing, I'm a terrible person was doing to my psyche as I was singing along with it, you know, like, you know, sure. The conscious mind knows that, Oh, this is the singer in the song. This is not me. 
but my subconscious mind does not know that. And, uh, and now, so now big shift, I'm listening to, um, mostly music from Anjuna beats and related, um, record labels like this never happened and, um, enhanced and stuff. And it's all, it's, it's either, uh, instrumental or it has these, you know, very, very uplifting, very loving kind of songs. This is a lot about connection and it's, it's a lot of evolved people making this, these songs. And, uh, I gotta say, I definitely feel in a, a, a better headspace, a better mindset from, from keeping that kind of positivity in my life. And I don't know, you know, I can't say for sure, uh, whether, you know, the, the chicken or the egg, what, which train follows which cart, but, uh, they kind of went together and now I'm listening to positive music and I feel way more positive. That was just something, something didn't, uh, I noticed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Did you ever get into the flaming lips? I did not. I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've only got one of their albums and it's probably, I'm sure some music snob will tell me that's their most commercial one, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and it's got a song called "Do You Realize?" And it's um, it's also got uh, Yoshimi battles the pink robots, um, which is a great pop song. Mm. Um, but uh, it's also got yeah, this song "Do You Realize," which is beautiful, and it's it, when you said evolved people sort of making um, black mm-hmm. kind of music. It kind of made me think about that and the positivity and the um yeah the 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 lyrics let's see if i can quickly pull them up actually um because it kind of i think someone's shown me a flaming lips song before and i i feel like i recall like that it was really clever and smart and maybe the genre just wasn't kind of what i um yeah it might not resonate with you yeah um but yeah, I mean, they're simple lyrics. Um, do you realize that you have the most beautiful face? Do you realize we're floating in space? Do you realize <laughs> that happiness makes you cry? Do you realize that everyone you know someday will die? Mm. And instead of saying all of your goodbyes, let them know you realize that life goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. You realize the sun doesn't go down. It's just an illusion caused by the world spinning round. Oh, I love that. And there's, um, there's a lovely kind of... Although not all the the lyrics are beautiful, there's a real sense of ascendance mm-hmm. uh, in the music. Oh, beautiful! That really gives you this brightness and this joy and this. We talked before a couple of weeks ago, I think, about peace. Um, you know, about when things. You know, like, do you know that everyone someday you know will die and it kind of goes into a minor key, but it's still got this beauty around it. And I think it's a, it's a really lovely exploration of that kind of stuff that we've noodled around before. Yeah. I have uh, two little things to check in with you about. Um, okay. What, how, thank God your... you've got stuff to talk about. <laughs> I have, I have too much. We're not going to get to it all. I'm actually kind of like racing through it. <laughs> so glad. I'm so glad you're driving. <laughs> um, uh how is uh how's tbm work going for you how, what's what's that 
And what's that? What's that been looking like for you? Um, completely fallen off. And if if you want me to go first, <laughs> I have also pretty much fallen off, and until pretty much like last night. I it's it's yeah I uh, I yeah I want to get back to it. I, I it's interesting. I wonder if there's parts of it where I felt like I got what I needed mm-hmm. that was not necessarily the whole manifestation thing, but maybe getting into a mindset or allowing myself to think different things because i think it is the thing that helped me kick off this real question of what it is what is it that i actually want um and so i think that might be one of the things because right interestingly right now i don't have a burning sense of need um if i sort of actually sit down with myself and think you know what it is that you want i sort of feel like well, the thing that I want, I'm kind of working towards. And it's not as grand as what it was. And and actually, I sort of don't know what I want in a kind of good way. Like, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not grasping for anything. I'm not reaching for anything. I'm kind of happy being still um, and kind of floating a bit. Um, but taking some time to be distant. I've been taking some time to be still. Hey, yes. Uh, well quoted, sir. Um, yeah, because I think after, after uh, we talked about it before, but like after a few years of that sort of pace and of that grasping, that's what's different at the moment is I'm not grasping for what's the thing that's going to help me get what I need. What I am doing is exploring a lot and i'm about to embark on a program because like yeah i have realized um man like i love exploring and learning and putting into myself um investing in myself growing um i love that about you (laughs) thank you um and i think the feeling's mutual um Oh, sorry. I, I, what I mean to say is, I think I think you also have that. Um, there is a sort of a, a you know a quest that we're we're never going to be full, but in a positive sense because it's not that we're trying to fill up; it's that we're, as you've said before, like expand. Um, and so there's a, a course, or, or well, it's a, it's sort of a, 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 an experimental program that I'm going to be going on with someone uh, and a few other people that are kind of coachy people, and it's um, he's going to help us sort of get what we want in our coaching business. Um, and he was sort of kind enough to, to invite me along to it. Um, and like, I like living a life where I'm not done. I'm not baked. I'm not finished. Um, and, and I think that's part of like the hunger or the, that cog that keeps turning that wheel that keeps turning of, more, 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 like when I can turn that into the positive, like how can I continue to expand? Doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of need. It feels like it's coming from a place of you've already got what you need. And now here's here's an opportunity to, to go a little further. And so, yeah, I think of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Um, my, so, so, so no, I haven't been doing much TBM. (laughs) that's that's quite all right quite understandable i fell off hard of the uh of the challenge as well um i'll say though that uh so i uh, margaret prompted me to uh and and 
uh, just the biggest, the biggest godsend Margaret is uh, for prompting and pushing me to always get back on the work, not just the TBM work, but any work. Um, like I've been going, I've been going to therapy. I've been doing a lot of my own like thinking. I've been doing talking with Margaret and, and journaling and other stuff. And I keep coming back to this, this issue. Oh, and you know, divergence and art conversations um, have been coming back to this issue where I'm thinking about others too much more than, more than myself. Um, it, uh, you know, in, in my everyday life, I'm thinking about other people's problems and how they can be fixed. Uh, my, my mom is having issues, health issues right now. And, and that's a whole big story that it's not mine to tell at the moment. Um, and you know, my, my, some of my friends are really struggling and, and it's hard for me to not think about that and care so much that I want to have ideas and solutions. My mind just kind of goes to it. And then how that represents in my relationship is, um, it's a bit like I'm, I'm, my mind is constantly analyzing what I can do for Margaret in any given moment. Like, how can I make this just a little bit cozier, a little bit nicer? What can I have prepared for her before she gets home? What can I do? How can I get this thing ready? Or, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I'm micromanaging myself in my head and it, it's, uh, it's preventing me from being present. It's preventing me from being fully authentically me and it's uh i hadn't really i don't think i'd really um put those two th th ways that i'm doing that together in my mind until last night when margaret and i were talking I, she kind of um showed that to me and so i took that into tbm uh, per her suggestion and i did some journaling beforehand about my tests and triggers um i kind of i, I eventually got down like why why do I feel the need to do this? Um, and there were a bunch of, there were a bunch of things along the way, but ultimately it boiled down to, I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not good enough on my own to, to just be, I have to, um, I have to supplement it by trying really hard. And, uh, so then I took that into the unblocked DI and, uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, you know that and that that was great and 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 so i'm i'm you know, trying to tell my subconscious that i'm i'm okay just as i am you know and and, and try to re reiterate that message to myself and you know i'm going to keep working on that for the next week or more and um part i just wanted to to touch base with you about it but i also wanted to say like the tbm is way more than the challenge and way more than manifesting it's it's so much of um, of that self-work that we love. It's, it's, it's this great toolkit of how we can talk to our subconscious and change patterns and, and other stuff. And, um, we haven't really talked too much about the inner child, uh, course that, it, that TBM has, but it's really, really great, especially on mushrooms. And, uh, yeah, I get, I get so much out of it and I would, you know, <laughs> this is me, uh, <laughs> you know uh thinking about you and thinking about others and and wanting good for you and all but um i don't i don't really know where the line is between like just being just being nice and friendly and thoughtful and going too far and 
you know, I get the line is where it hurts me, of course, but also like, um, I don't, I'm so numb to it now because I've been doing it forever. I don't know when it hurts me. Uh, so that's, that's my quest now is to kind of figure that out, figure out where my line is and find your boundaries. Tell myself I'm okay. It feels like as someone who cares about people and wants good for people that the boundary between you and them is more porous than one might like. Yeah. Um, On my side only. And or permeable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I think, you know, I have it to a degree, like I, I, I had just got off a conversation where I was going off about uh, someone that was close to, to my family who I miss, who hasn't gone, isn't, isn't dead, but don't see and someone who I held dear and, and whose life has not gone how it might have. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard not to care. If you care about people, it's hard not to care. Um, but I think, I think, there is maybe a link between, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm juggling with fire, and I'm neither a juggler nor a pyromaniac, so I'll be careful. But there is, I, I, I'm interested in the link between the porous, permeable boundary and your own sense of worth, um, and being enough, uh, and it, it feels like. If you let people in, if you don't hold your boundary, then you can be more for people. You can then maybe that can prove that you're enough. Um, and that's some difficult stuff, and that's some stuff that yeah, I you know, I did some work on that in therapy about um my inherent value as a human being, um. Only, only today I had a bit of a breakthrough about um, some of the story I've told myself about being a toxic human being um, and how things that I think lots of men go through but don't talk about have been things that I've internalized and weaponized about myself. Um, and so, <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, who knows what a solution is uh, apart from feels like a good thing to, to have a conversation with a therapist about because yeah, it, you know, if, if, if boundaries, if it's so easy for people to, to permeate your boundaries, it, it does make me think because yeah, that's a way that you can then demonstrate your value, demonstrate your worth, your worthiness by, you know, being there for other people. But at the same time, you are always going to be someone who's empathetic. And so you don't want to turn that off. You don't want to turn off the, the empathetic part, but you need to be able to build a shield around you um or at least have the option to draw that shield when you need some you know time for brendan yeah exactly working on it because <laughs> yeah like i've i've been frust frustrated in some of the work where there's been people who i've wanted to help or wanted to work with but i know due to my particular makeup um that it would leave me battered. Um, it would it would feel like going twelve rounds, um, 
And, you know, if, if I'm going to do that on a weekly basis, like, you know, and, and the punches stay with me for days. Like if I, I have to be able to protect myself and I've never been able to like this particular person that I'm thinking of my shame, if you like, uh, is that I've never come clean as to why I've just avoided the issue. I just haven't extended help. Uh, or I've sort of, you know, when there's been hints, you know, if I think about if I was, if there was a client that I felt like I could work with, I'd be chasing them down. Um, and I'm not chasing this person down because it's very difficult for me to explain to this person why it would be like going 12 rounds with them just because of the way that my particular empathy circuits get tricked or triggered or tripped. Um, and that that would stay with me for days. I have to protect myself um, and my ability to do other aspects of my work. And so, yeah, it's, it's tricky, it's tricky business. Other people, are, other people are tricky. They sure are. Um, another thing I wanted to check in with you about, uh, and this might just be that you haven't started it yet because it might be too early, but the stand-up course that you said you were going to start taking, I was one to know that begins Monday, Monday. Amazing. Mm. I'm really excited to hear how that goes. Yeah. Um, I've got stuff to prepare. Um, uh, we had an email from the, from the, uh, the, the guy who runs it. Um, so I've got a bit of homework to do, um, which I will have a little play with on, on Sunday. Um, and it will be, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Might, I mean, I don't know if I'll see any familiar faces, but it'll be nice to meet some new ones. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be, that's going to be good. I've got, it's weird. Like, the last time I did something like this was the improv course that I did. And I think that's really helped me a lot because I don't feel really any trepidation about it. Whereas I think I did, you know, seven years ago when uh, I started doing the the improv course um, because there was, you know, the whole thing of, it's completely new people. It's something I've never done before. Will they be nice to me? It's comedy. I have this sort of feeling sometimes that that means that people are going to be a bit like, I don't know, you know, looking looking to get a joke in at my expense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's banter and all that. I hate, hate banter. Um, whereas there's a few more knowns for me. I know the guy who's running it. I've spoken to him before. I know the location. That always helps. Um, I tell you what, I'm a, that's, that's something, uh, that's worth uh, a thread worth tugging on actually is if, if you are someone who can be anxious in certain situations, there's nothing like giving something a recce beforehand. Um, I went to a, so when I went to record the last single that I put out back in the back end of 2019, um, it was, a, um, a 24, I think it's a 24 hour recording studio. That's like a self-serve thing. So you rock up, you type in the code and you get in and that's how it all works. And I just thought, well, I don't know where it is. Like, I don't quite know how it operates. So I did a bit of a recce beforehand, um, and just sort of went down there to sort of see where it is, how I would get in, uh, especially cause I knew it was going to be dark when I was actually going to go. And so like, if you've got, anything that you're worried about like if a new social situation or you're you're going to take a a course or there's a meetup or there's something where you're going to meet new people and it's an unfamiliar situation like go the day before or go an hour before um 
get the lay of the land, get how everything's set up, and then you can, you know, wander around for an hour or come back the next day, whatever it is. And then I think because so much of that anxiety comes from like checking the exits, you know, um, and even things like, you know, where are the toilets? For me, anyway, to one of those things of like, where are the toilets? I don't want to have to ask someone if I can't see them um, just because that makes me feel awkward. So like all these different things we can do to alleviate um, those kinds of uh, anxious feelings. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and also it's a bit more, it feels a bit more like it's it's an area of study rather than the improv thing, which was a lot more playful, which is good, but like, there's something a bit more studious about this. Like we're going to kind of, you know, study an art form. Um, and you know, there's a, almost a kind of level of a bit more of seriousness about it. Like it's being taken seriously, which I, I kind of like. And I, you know, I know a few people who've done this particular course and, and they speak highly of it. And I've seen one of the, um, people, one of their showcases, um, that they do afterwards. And I'm still not set on whether I'm going to, do my short showcase and invite anyone to um, but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> i hope you do if you don't understood but i hope you do yeah i mean if i do i want to have it i want to make sure that someone records it because it'll just be nice to have that um and i want to see it yeah you know exactly and it'd be you know I've, I've no no probably you know unless it's horribly uh embarrassing you know send it around to a few people yeah i mean you did a fantastic job at that uh the recording you sent about kind of your history of the different, I can't remember what, yeah, the talk that that was, I mean, that was stand up and it was fantastic. The crowd was <laughs> there's aspects it. of There's aspects of that kind of, yeah. Performance. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 that's a whole interesting thing. And that, a lot of that has come from the improv, like, uh, especially as, um, I mean, there's this. We could go into the story of me accidentally phoning the police whilst on stage, yeah. <laughs> um, which I think you know all about. Um, once you've done something, you know, probably no one else has ever done that before. That's probably not happened to anyone. So, listener, very very quick version of the story is that I had to play dead. I was wearing an Apple Watch, <laughs> uh, which has a full detection feature, which if you don't respond to within 10 seconds, it phones for an ambulance. <laughs> um via your via your phone or you know directly on the watch. Um you can obviously stop it, but it it think, you know, if, but if when you you're haven't responded dead. after <laughs> Exactly, you're not going to you're not going to move to lift and and I'd forgotten that, that that's a thing that it did. And so my watch is tapping me, tapping me, tapping me. And then suddenly I hear a voice and I realize uh, what's happened. And, and so because this was like 2018, the, the, the feature hadn't been uh, around for that long. And so I was probably the first person that ever <laughs> happened to live on stage. Yeah, for sure. And so when you've done that and when you've navigated it in a way that actually everyone got a giggle from mm -hmm. <laughs> and no one came out looking, you know, like a, like an idiot. Um, you know, a bit of improv training helps you so that when you are doing a talk and your mic falls off, you are not stood there in fear, you know, because you've already done the more embarrassing thing of, of being on the phone with the police while a, <laughs> while a show is happening and having to navigate both situations at the same time <laughs> help the audience understand what's going on and also help, you know and when you've juggled that it's like okay it's 
yeah, we can probably handle this. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I know what my brain is like. And so I, I, I will have to figure out like how to prompt myself because I have the kind of brain. See, this is a wonderful thing about, um, not just therapy, but also some of the stuff that, that I did last year is I will now say something like I have the type of brain rather than I can't. So an old version of me would say, I get up on stage and I get flustered and I forget what I need to say. I, there's information that I need to convey and I forget what it is because I'm whatever. Whereas now I would you know, genuinely frame that as like, I have the type of brain that does much better when it has prompts like you know um and so figuring out how i can prompt myself and create a skeleton structure that i can then weave in and out of which is what i do with the podcast now um that will be a lot more fun rather than you know i'm not i don't think i'm going to be the kind of person who's going to have pre-written Stephen Wright style one-liners that you just deliver bang, 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 bang. Oh, I miss Stephen Wright. Um, oh. he, he, yeah, he was, he was yeah. beautiful. I don't know a lot of his work because he, he didn't translate as well over here. It didn't transfer, but um, I know, uh, listener, you if you don't know his name, you will know his voice if you've ever seen Reservoir Dogs because he's the radio presenter. Um, the... 1975 bubblegum pop hit stuck in the middle with you by Steeler's wheel. Um, something along those lines. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be the, yeah, let's weave in around and try and have a funny premise, have a structure and then kind of go in and out of the, in and out of the goalposts. Love it. Does any of that interest you in terms of something that you'd want to do yourself? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of interested in, uh, an improv course, uh, because I feel like it would be good for me. Good, um, good skills to have. Yeah. I just, I just thought it would help me think a little quicker and a bit more flexibly. Uh, and I could meet some people. That was it. <laughs> I, I, I could use the, those skills for this answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, in that way, it interests me in, in the terms of actually doing it. Um, like I, I did improv in middle school and, um, it, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, stand of course, like I actually, I'm a bit more interested in, although I don't like being the center of attention. Um, I don't, I don't particularly like the focus being all on me so uh i struggle with that a little bit um but yeah that's that's interesting actually i i i hadn't considered the thought um before you asked and so i'll, I'll i'm gonna give that some thought and I, I might um margaret margaret did a an intro to um uh, improv course with a group of her friends and and really loved it and uh and obviously you have and and Aaron has done a lot of that and um yeah i think it's a, it's a, i mean it would be cuz there's there's different schools there's different things you know i i did long form but also which is a bit more like sketches um versus short form which is like the whose line is it anyway kind of games and those are really fun especially for an for an evening to just do a bunch of those games cuz it's super low stakes and it's just fun um 
but I, I think I liked the the sort of longer form of stories, de- letting them develop, and the the group I was in. You know, we developed our own sort of form. Um, you know, that we experimented with and and, and was a bit novel and uh, and was was really fun. Uh, and that kind of stuff, you know, that that just pure creativity of it, and and you know that kind of stuff is is great as well. Um, yeah, there's lots of reasons that I think it's a it's a good thing to study. The stand up thing is yeah going to be very different, and I can understand that feeling of like maybe being a bit exposed. But I wonder if there's a way to make to to do something with that or put the focus on something else. You know, um, a puppet, a prop. Um, uh, you know, do it as a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> oh my God. Yuvi is amazing at that. So he had, uh, Yuvi Zelko. He, um, I first met him when my ex-wife was going to Antioch university and he was like a year ahead. And at, at certain points you present your, you, you, you do a reading of what you've been writing, um, for a while. And he wanted to present, he had to present his thing and he didn't want to just get up there and read. So he made a PowerPoint presentation with these funny little stick figures and animations. And it was just cute and, and, and everything. And he just, I can't, man, I can't remember if he actually stood up there and, Oh no, actually I didn't get to see it. I just got to watch the video later. And it was the whole thing. It was him recorded uh, speaking it and everything. And it it was just so funny and so him and uh and beautiful and yeah and that's um that's that's a really great option <laughs> one of the best things i ever did um was 2013 i was in warsaw in poland for a conference and one of the uh features of the conference is that um at the end of the day you can do a lightning talk which is a 5 minute strict limit uh, you sign up in the morning, and then if there's room, um, you can you know you 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 put your name down first come first served, um, and I put my name down early on the last day, and I got to go up and and so I you know prepared my talk the night before, did all the slides, um, and went up and it was kind of a talk about nothing. It was kind of a meta talk. Um, it was kind of about how meeting people doing this stuff was tricky. I, you know, made people laugh as much as I could throughout it. Um, and it was the best thing I did because I got off stage and then suddenly everybody knew me. Um, and I just went off to a petrol station to buy booze and fags, uh, with, with a bunch of, you know, like Swedes and people from the kind of, uh, Scandinavia and Eastern Europe, um, who were the best, um uh like danish people and um people from the netherlands like they're kind of aggressively fun and nice um in kind of a big bold way and they've got big big bold beards and they're just like like blokes but like in a kind of cuddly kind of way and and it was great and i i had an amazing night uh and we did more lightning talks under an overpass um just sat on an embankment, grassy embankment, listening to people give their own uh, impromptu lightning talks at like three in the morning. Oh, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was perfect. Um, and it just came from you know, I can't. I just felt like I felt the reason I did it is the second, the first day I'd had 
it was all right. And, and I'd spoken to a few people. The second day I felt so isolated. I'd gone to the whole thing. I don't think I'd spoken to a single person. Um, cause I just, you know, crippling shyness and networking and all that. I hate it. it. felt like everybody else knew each other. There was no, like the first night there was a, there were drinks that you could go to the second night there was nothing. And so I went back to my hostel and I just kind of felt a bit, you know, dejected. I felt like I hadn't made a good use of the time. And yeah, the talks were good, but you don't really go for the talks. Um, and this was my first time on my own steam going to a thing, traveling <clears throat> to a conference the first time on my own and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to make a good fist of it. And so I, I, I kind of did this talk as a way of, as a play to be like, I just want to connect with some people. I want to reach out and connect and make some kind of connection. Um, and that's exactly what it did. And so, yeah, like if you, if you don't feel like you want to go up there and be, have the focus on you, like, yeah, put the, put the focus on a screen or a flip chart or something else uh or a guitar you know like something that that helps you make it not about making not feel so naked yeah uh bill burnham came to mind as somebody who uh i admire their stand-up for and especially like you know a lot of people are familiar with his special inside during the pandemic which like it's just a supreme piece of art to me you know spending a year crafting this this thing <laughs> and I, yeah I, I fucking love it um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give that some thought that's really that's really interesting so i uh i read another book i i, I read i read a lot of books lately but um for some reason i kind of like uh telling you about the, the my favorites that that stand out uh, a little bit of like a chronicling of the the journey i'm going through and also you know to share them with the listener and to you and you if, if they spark interest to listen to have, have you ever heard of the artist um uh, or the it's kind of like an instagram sage uh young pueblo yes i think i have but i don't know anything about them i feel like i feel like that name rings a bell but i i'm i'm gonna puke up if you say internet uh, if you say instagram sage again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but no tell me tell me all about I, it. I hear you i agree and also, I don't. I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. I, so, yeah, so to I be won't honest, I, no, 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 no. I, no, I'll tell you what. Why, why it made me puke is because of the connection I made, which may be about where the hyphen goes. It depends whether it's is it is a, is it a sage who is on Instagram, in which case I'll allow it, or is it a sage about Instagram? In which case, no, yeah, definitely the the former, not the latter. <laughs> yeah, cool, 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 cool. I'm here for it, as the kids say. Please continue. You have the floor. So he has a he has a book called Clarity and Connection, which uh, I listened to the audiobook of, uh, which is on a a great publisher called Sounds True, which is just amazing. I've I love it. I love that uh, the name of them and the and the, the the work that they put out. Sounds <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Seems legit. Yeah, I could go along with that. Sounds true. Um, <laughs> that that tracks <laughs> publishing limited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the audiobook, there's an interview with the Sounds True publisher and Diego Perez, who writes under the name Young Pueblo, and it was like both the book itself was just fantastic. And then ending it with that interview was 
beautiful. Like it was so just like a, a wonderful um cap on the cap of uh of of kind of exploring a couple pieces that stood out to the to the publisher, the things that really hit hit them and um that was really cool. The book itself, um uh young Pueblo likes to uh he he often writes poetry and so there'll be a little poetry pieces and then there'll be a long explanation that's kind of like extrapolation and contemplation about the poem or the short short prose or the little pieces so it's like something that really sticks with you uh a nice piece of 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 something to to mull over and then more thoughts on it more explanation more diving into why this is really impactful and man it was so beautiful and so it i feel like the book is it would be a great starting guide for somebody who's kind of new to it and it, it probably be an even better step two like they're already kind of into the mindfulness meditation realm they're flirting with buddhism they're flirting with all that kind of stuff they're kind of curious this is such a simple and straightforward approach and and guide to it like it's just and it, and it's beautiful it's really it's written exquisitely well um and then what i'll say is that it kind of all boils down to meditate <laughs> as most of as most uh buddhist inspired type things really come down to uh and it you know it's at some point i want to have a larger discussion with you about meditation because i feel like I felt like i was in trouble for a second <laughs> Me and you have got to have words about meditation. <laughs> You're not keeping up with your practice. I don't mean that at all. But yeah, that's. No, no, I, I, I know, I know yeah. you know, but also not in the slightest. <laughs> um, but I, it's more, actually, it's more, that's more addressed. That feeling is more addressed to Western culture. Because um, I feel like, you know, the, the, obviously meditation is really taking a surge in the collective consciousness right now. It's, it's, there's tons of apps about it, all this thing it is having a moment, which is great and also horrible because I feel like people are trying to meditate. People are trying to meditate for the wrong reasons. <laughs> like not, not necessarily the wrong reasons, but like uh, not even trying uh, like uh, completely uh, driving around the point and the benefit of, of what meditation can actually lead to. They're using it like surface level in order to keep hopping along in their daily life when you could use it to transcend it. Like it's just, uh, but that, that's a whole much bigger um, topic that I want, I want to put a pin in and get back to you. Unless you have thoughts that you want to. Uh, no, I, um, no, uh, the, the only meditation I've really done in any capacity regularly is mindful or mindfulness meditation. Um, I've also been invited to have a few other sort of kind of kindful meditations about extending love and gratitude and those kinds of things. Um, uh, sometimes I just use it for creating a moment of stillness and just, you know, all I'm there to do. There's no, task other than just just to sit for 15 20 minutes and and count the breath um 
uh, and and just sort of go down and come up again. Um, and there's there's utility in that, but other than that, exactly, there's utility in it, and that's and that's how we that's how we kind of use it. And there's so much more that it can offer, and uh, I feel like people don't even know, and that's. That's my perspective. I could be wrong, but, but I'm coming from that perspective because I didn't know until I, until I did more. But um, so I have two two more little things to talk to you about, um, and they lead into each other. Uh, I had a physical evaluation from an MD at my physical therapist's office after the second, third actually accident. The second one that actually uh, hurt, hurt my body. Um, it was it was a really interesting experience. So the first after the first accident, I went to a I went to an, an immediate care facility uh, and and was seen by a physician's assistant who was just like you know looking at this chart and was like, oh, your knee hurts, okay, blah blah blah. You know, take some aspirin, wrap it in a band an ace bandage, and you're good to go. Uh, which is yeah, which is very typical for my experience of the Western medical establishment. Um, and now this is my first time ever needing to go to physical therapy. And, and there's this MD who works at the physical therapist's office. So he sees stuff like what I'm going through all the time. Uh, it's a little bit, a little bit interesting, a little bit kooky. He was <laughs> just a, a, a fun and funny guy, but, um, he, uh, we're we're going, you know. We, I, I tell him about the accidents, and and we we're going through what hurts and what doesn't and stuff. And so he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to have you like, um, do some different stretches and postures and movements, and you know, move your move your head this way and that way, move up and down and and whatnot. So I'm going to see your range of motion, what what hurts, what causes more pain, this and that. And uh, figuratively, his jaw hits the floor, like. But he, his mouth literally does fall agape um, with my range of motion and how it doesn't add to my pain with w- the accidents that I described to him. Uh, he said that uh, all the yoga and body work that I've been doing has created incredible resilience beyond what he typically sees. He said, if everyone did what you do, I would be out of a job. <laughs> And uh, he said it was a pleasure to meet me. He was fascinated by my case. Um, he said car insurance should give me a discount for how much I'm saving them in medical bills. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he, you know, he said for the two accidents I described, I should not have the range of motion that I did. And he was he was just slack jawed about it. Um, and this was delightful to me. Like I, um, I mean, not only. Like I, I, I can feel that. Like I feel more resilience than I would have felt a couple of years ago when I wasn't doing all this yoga and, and diet and, and work on my body and everything. Um, but it, it was really nice to get this external validation that all my hard work is paying off. Just having somebody else say it back to me and notice it and like, you've obviously been doing a lot of work and you did it right. Like that was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) You see, you see what it's like when people aren't doing this work and you're seeing what it's like when people are doing this work and, and, and and you see that contrast. And it was just, 
a really great moment for me. I really, <laughs> that was really cool. And so that leads me into the last thing I want to talk to you about, which is I, I've, I've come up with a name and a concept for the very uh, clunkily put together thing I've described so far as the who, what, when, where, and why, and how of, of eating, which is not, it's way more, that's, that description is way more kind of technical and uh, descriptive of a portion of what I want to talk about. Like, obviously, I, I, have, I have a lot to say. Um, and I, with, with what, you know, this physician was describing to me and, um, what I've been thinking about and like all these things that have been leading up to this, um, like I think I told you last time I decided I want to make it a course. I want to have it be something that somebody goes through as a, uh, as a progression to, to kind of unfold and learn different things in time and not, not all spread. Cause there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot I want to put into this and I can't, it can't just be a, a PDF or a, a, an info dump or, you know, even a book. I mean, I think it would still be too dense. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm playing around with a lot with ideas and thoughts on how I want to structure this. Um, and so, yeah, so I came up with the name and I, I want to share it with you. Uh, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what you think. Just got a tingle. God mode. Oh. <laughs> now, what, what, is, what does the term God mode, if anything, mean to you? One of the things, uh, so um, back in the days of the video game Doom, um, there were a number of cheat codes that you could type in and they all began with id uh, id for the name of the, the thing and the one that's always stuck with me because i used to type it a lot uh, i don't th oh no this was the god mode id spiz popped no oh, nice okay um id sp i s p o p d uh i believe was god mode um was invincibility um if I, t I, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, you know, this is 30 years <laughs> that, that, that cheat code has remained in my brain for 30 <laughs> years, uh, or something along the lines of that. And, um, yes, it is that I got it. I got it correct. It's in the doom wiki. Um, and it's part of the cheat code is an abbreviation for smashing pumpkins into small piles of putrid debris. Oh, wow. That's apparently what I've never looked into it before. That's apparently what it means. Anyway, I believe that was the invincibility uh, cheat code for Doom on the PC. Mm -hmm, exactly. That, that's, that's the the mindset. I'm going to, a lot of different video games have a god mode where it, it either creates invincibility or incredibly high resilience, which is something that I want to help, you know, help foster or, um, or show in, in is possible. But then there's also a lot. And, and so, and so because of the video game, um, history of that term, uh, I have a lot of ideas around incorporating, um, video game and modern electronic type verbiage and language and using that sort of mindset, because I think that my target audience 
is going to be uh, men in their yep. 25 to 55 it. range, like uh, from the Western culture. <laughs> They've like, probably got a gaming chair, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, from, from gamer bod to god mode, you know, like that's kind of kind of what i'm what i see going on here and so um yeah there's some fun stuff you can have in terms of power-ups yep. and level, level ups up. yep. and lives and yeah there's 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 lots of it's lots yeah. of lots of cool uh, fun. yeah as, as a cheat code for life i think uh and the the, the ease that you've uh described you know that the, uh, you believe it affords people um uh i think yeah i uh if it's as you know as simple as the the life equivalent of up down up down left right left right a b a b, then um, fantastic. Yeah, there's there's lots of stuff you can have fun with there. Have you read um, or have you heard of? I believe it's called the Nerd Diet. Mm, no, I've not heard of that. This was created by the founder of ID Software. Mm, okay. Um. Uh, probably 20 years ago. I mean, I think I think the original web page is up there, and it's a web 1.0 ass <laughs> web page. Um, and he's knocking on some some similar oh, doors, awesome. so it might be worth I having will. a little look because it might give you some 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 inspiration. Um, yeah, I, but as I say, that was you know sort of 20 however many years ago. Um, kind of yeah, he, you know, his whole thing was like. I can be methodical as a developer. This is just, you know, hacking, but hacking the body kind of thing. Um, some of the stuff you might agree with, some of it you, you probably won't, which is good. Um, so yeah, that's great. But it's just, it's just nice, nice. Yeah, for there. sure. But that is that is that is very. Yeah, cool. I want it to it's, it, like in in my mind, God mode is like like we said, a, a cheat code to get a healthy body that rebuilds itself. It's a method of, to break uh, unhealthy habits by uncovering and demolishing their causes. It's a technique to understand and control emotions, and it's a path to spiritual enlightenment. Not religion, but spirit, like a zest for life, that kind of thing. Uh, that's that's kind of my my overview of of what Godmud is, and and then the structure of it, on top of like kind of the RPG side quest for the secret weapon that breaks the game. I want to have the participant go on a Joseph Campbell style hero's journey to to make them feel the reward of it, it, it more than just what it's going to do to their body and to their life um i'm reading a book right now with a couple friends called men's work by connor beaton and it's a it, it's a lot of like I'm, I'm i'm planning on gleaning a lot from this about men's emotions and how we deal with anger and, and repressing different things that we feel like we're not supposed to talk about and um i'm learning i'm trying to learn from uh other inspirational people like mark groves who talks a lot about emotions and relationships um obviously yeah i've got i've got tons of different inspirations i'm i'm taking from this and i want to put into this eventually i'm thinking i want to make and i've actually already started a little bit of work on this kind of stuff i'm pretty inspired by to be magnetic and I would love, you know, I, 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 having a course is great. And then, and then that kind of expanding into a world of other courses and more things and more meditations and, and other things like that. Like I've been looking into how to create binaural beats and 
doing those over my own guided meditations and things to unlock and then block some people. Um, and yeah, and so I, you know, instead of, instead of TBM, I'm, I, I'm kind of, my long-term vision is to make, to be men. Wow. Don't want to see, I don't want to use that name, but like, that's kind of the. No, 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 no. But like sitting with that is like, yeah, mic drop. Yeah. That's the idea. That's big work, man. That is, that's, that's big work. I like, I like a big, tasty, uh, I like a big, tasty vision. I have a lot of notes on um, this. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big, spicy, big, tasty vision. I love it. Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad that you're, uh, that you're liking the vision as well. And that, the idea too, uh, would be to incorporate video, audio, text, and a, and a bunch of different, and then also like cohorts, which I think I would call guilds. <laughs> and, uh, where, you know, we're kind of going through it together. Like I'm, and I'm coaching them, uh, or there along with them. And then I also being available for one-on-one coaching after, um, would be a big part of it and kind of how I would get on ongoing clients and that kind of stuff. So yeah, this is a, you know, I, I started this podcast kind of with the idea of shamanism being a goal and it's still kind of, it's still something I'm looking into. My next, the next book I'm going to read is about more shamanism and, um, what though those both things have in common is, is you are stepping into your role as a leader. Um, and I think that's really interesting. You are, you are feeling called to lead. Um, and you've got your cause and, um, it's coming into focus and I friggin love that. And how can I help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will call on you. Uh, actually. Oh mate, Jesus. If, if you can, if you can, um, enable God mode for me, <laughs> that's, you've got it cracked. <laughs> you got it cracked, son. Like it ain't, ain't, ain't no mountain <laughs> high enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can cross this, this bridge. I, the way I feel is if I can <laughs> fucking do it, fuck anybody can. Like I was so, I was so down there, dude. And so stuck, so lost. If anybody can do if I can do it, anyone, anyone can. Um, my, I've got challenges. I've got, I've got ro- uh, roadblocks ahead of me. Uh, one of the big ones is I, uh, as we were mentioning before about the stand, of course, I don't feel comfortable being, I'm not, I'm not a Lacey Phillips. I'm not a Mark Groves. I'm, I'm not, um, I, I don't have a big Instagram presence. I don't want one. Uh, I, I don't want to be this figurehead for it. I kind of want it to speak for itself. Although I do want to be there to guide and coach. I, I don't want to take center stage. And, so much of the health world uh pop health world is led by personality and i and i'm i'm not that and so that's that's a hurdle for me both to um to approach feeling like i'm not good enough <laughs> and uh, you know uh in terms of selling in terms of getting it out there and stuff so that's going to be something to consider can i offer you some advice Yes, please. I'm here for it. Start cre- curating ideas now and do that publicly. And what the draw is, the draw is the ideas. The draw is the way you are synthesizing them and 
putting them through your prism, putting them through the God mode prism, um, and allowing them to then, um, you know, be, attract the audience they're going to attract. Um, you don't get to be Lacey Phillips. You don't get to be uh, Mark thing without um, starting. Um, you don't get to have all the Instagram followers, whether you want them or not, um, without starting. Um, and you are doing the thing that we've discussed before. I've talked about the, the 10X book by, um, wasn't Gay Hendricks, but it's uh, it's uh, two chaps, Dan Sullivan and somebody else. Um, the Yeah, you are at that absolute point of like, I don't have the stuff. Um, I don't have the, the knowledge. I don't know if I have the skills. I don't have all that stuff. And that's the point. Um, you don't, because if you did, you'd already be doing the thing. And so the work now is, and it's easy work, I think, because it's just following your curiosity. Um, and so I would say, I'm not advising you, but if I were, <laughs> I would perhaps advise you to start a newsletter. Um, and every week, these are the things that you are finding, that you're discovering, that you're collating. Make sure that those are that that newsletter is attached to a website, so that those things can be found easily. Um, just you know, simple WordPress website or use Ghost. Um, that you can just talk about an idea, talk about something you're thinking of, or something that you've synthesized. That's all I'm doing. Um, I I think I weirdly find doing it daily sort of easier than doing it weekly. Um, but that might be because I'm perverse, but whatever way works for you, finding that way to start putting those ideas out, they don't have to take a shape yet. Um, but one of the things that can be useful is when you are putting those ideas out, tag them so that you can then look back and start putting them in order. Um, uh, and, and yeah, that would be absolutely my piece of advice to you. Um, I, I, I will say, uh, a, a newsletter is, uh, is interesting in my mind. I mean, I, I, I guess if they're all saved as blog posts as well, then that, that's pretty great. But in my mind, a newsletter like goes to people's inbox and then disappears. And so there's no buildup of authority. Yeah, yeah or... no, it's gotta, it's gotta be, you've got to have an archive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that would be cool to do. And you know, if you wanted to, you could record the audio version. Oh, yeah, that's a very good idea. Uh, I have thought about a podcast for sure. That makes a lot of sense, considered what I've been doing a lot. Um, I have thought about you know starting, uh, you know, an Instagram feed that I, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not like engaging. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll engage with people who engage with me, but I'm not going out and doom scrolling or anything. But I am just putting nice little nice little quotes in white boxes and whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got to, I got to start building the presence. I mean, that, that, but that's what I was saying. It's like, I, I, I kind of don't want to, like, I, I know I kind of need to, but I don't like, I don't want to be the center. Well, I, I guess God mode would be the center of attention and not me. And that's my point. It's not about, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about your, it's about your, um, your prism, your funnel, your, you know, however you want to um, term it. It's about 
your synthesis of these ideas. That's what the draw is. No one needs to know who is behind God mode if you don't want them to know and or when you're ready or, you know, you can just make it, hey, I'm Brendan uh, at the bottom of the thing. This is, the, you know, this is what I think uh, I've got, you know, I've got an idea. Um, put your manifesto in, you know, on the website as part of this so that you are saying like, this is the stuff that I believe. Mm, that's the place for the manifesto. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody then knows how, what this prism is made of, like, wh- you know, how you are refracting these ideas. It's like, this is the prism through which this stuff is. And this is something that I uh, need slash want to do um, uh, at some point very soon um, to help me with with that kind of clarity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that's, I love that advice. I'd say maybe start start with the manifesto. Damn, dude. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah. Because mm. the nice thing about a manifesto as well is you share that, share that around, and then basically you're inviting people to sign up to that manifesto to say, if you agree with this, you know, I believe these things. If you believe these things too, pop your email address in here and you'll start receiving stuff that is not sale. There's no sale. Uh, it's literally, these are the things that I think would help you in this same regard. Excellent advice. Oh, this this is bringing so much more clarity to me on how how this should unfold and how it would be interesting to people. Mm. Love it. I'm available to book by the hour. Um, <laughs> big stuff. I'm really excited for you, dude. Um, I love it. I love I love it when I I get to have a conversation with people and they get those moments of like this is what I'm up to, and then especially if they feel a little bit of clarity as well, it's like oh my god, because I'm just like I'm I'm excited, you know. It's like I have this with with clients is um, you know when I'm at the the early stages of of working with them on podcasts, it's like oh I'm excited to listen to this, like you know this is something that I want to listen to and. Um, helps me realize like i'm in the right place um and so this is very very cool dude can't wait to see what you, i can't wait to see what you do and i want that newsletter <laughs> seriously though i aim to be right the last thing i want to do is misguide convergence pod at icloud.com and as always correct me if i'm wrong way to sit. Adjust your posture so that your spine is erect without being rigid or stiff. Allow the rest of your body to be relaxed around the upright spine. Rest your hands in your lap or on your legs. Allow your eyes to gently close. Bring full attention to the physical sensations of sitting still. your breathing to be natural, bringing attention to your head, release any tension in the face, soften the eyes, 
and relax the jaw. Scanning the body slowly downward, relax the neck and shoulders. Feeling the rise and fall of the chest and the abdomen with each of the breaths. Soften the belly with each exhalation. Bringing the attention all the way down through the body to the places of contact with the chair or cushion. Allow your body to be supported by the seat you're on. Feel the pressure and density of the relaxed upright body sitting.
begin to expand your attention to the whole mind and body. Know your experience as it is. When you become aware of the hindrances of sleepiness, restlessness, craving, aversion, or doubt, simply pay attention to the truth of these experiences. What does it feel like in the body? Where do you physically experience restlessness, sleepiness, aversion, or craving? Is the experience constant or constantly changing? If doubt arises, name it, explore it. What does doubt feel like in your belly?
Now investigate the factors of awakening. Is mindfulness present? Is the mind concentrated? Is the factor of investigation present? How is your energy and effort in this moment? Are you awake and present? Do you feel energized or lethargic?
Is the factor of joy present? How do you experience joy? What kind of sensations are associated with joy? What kind of thoughts arise in the mind when joy is present? Are you attached to these thoughts and feelings, or do you let them rise and pass? Do you feel equanimous with your mind and body? Are you at ease? Balanced? Allow relaxation to arise right now. It's just like this, the way it is. Relax around it, into it. Let it be and observe. Investigate and contemplate the truth of each moment as it manifests in the body and mind. Remember to keep the intention of objective friendliness. Meet each experience with acceptance and curiosity. So this is suffering. 
Hello, attachment. Hello, craving. You feel like a tightness in my jaw, a hardness in my belly, and an abusive voice in my mind. Or, so this is joy, welcome. You feel warm and embracing, sweet and pleasant. My belly is soft, chest open, and jaws relaxed. We can welcome all the emotions, sensations, and truth of our experience in mindful awareness. All that arises there is nothing worth clinging to. Let it all come, let it all go. (laughs) 